The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews, to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hey guys, real quick before the main show gets rolling. I got a big announcement. Cryptids of Corn is going live with Hillbilly Horror Stories. April 22nd of this year, of, of 2023, that is. And this is going to be from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Both shows will be doing a live show with meet and greets before and after. And the Cryptids of Corn crew is going to go be hanging out in the local area. This is going to be at the Post Town Elementary in Middletown, Ohio. So all of our Ohio listeners and fans, come on out, come on out and see us. The link will be below in the description to buy your tickets. And once again, if you come and you're a fan of Cribs of the Corn, we will be doing hangout sessions after 10 p.m. at a local bar. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. <laughs> I am the great and powerful mystery. And I am, I'm just Jay today. Ooh. Just, just Jay. Just Jay. And together, here comes Gorn Podcast. Uh, we have a long-awaited episode today. But before we get into that, we're gonna we got a lot of front of house stuff. We're starting to get we're starting to get famous, so we got to take care of all this front okay, of house stuff. Enough of that word. No, but just so Facebook, just shouting that out again. Uh, we do like giveaways on Facebook. We do the Facebook lives, Cribbed in the Coffee, every Tuesday at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. We do some evening ones. Uh, so th- there's always kind of stuff, and there's other people that post on our Facebook. Uh, so there's all kinds of other stuff on Facebook. Yeah, and we're a Facebook group, so there's a lot of room for discussion and yeah. interaction. So join. Well, that in. happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know, post any anything you want. Just post it there for us. You know, it's in our domain, and we'll have a discussion about it. Instagram, uh, that r- Emily runs that, but we do have that. There's some fun stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Patreon. Uh, Patreon's a lot of fun. We ha- we're going to welcome our new members here in a second. We got a pretty sizable list again, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Patreon gets special giveaways or special perks. If you're going to join our Patreon and you want to be in this first, so I think I change it every every time. Cause yeah. I, but so you have to be a paid member by January 1st to get in this first round of $5 and $10 give outs. And then I think I'll do it every six months. So it Renew. don't matter, yeah. So it don't matter if you've been there for two months, a month, or you've been there the whole six months. Every six months, we'll do the the send out of stuff for those Dang. tiers. Okay, because I think that's just the easiest way for me to keep track. Yeah. So yep. So you want to get on this first pass of Patreon custom T shirts and minifigures, depending on which level you pick. Can we just write their name down and set an alarm six months later or a year? That's later? going to be really complicated. I mean, you just put it in your. There's I'll 22 of them now, and it's already too complicated. I'll put it in my calendar on my phone. Anyways, uh, so get on get on Patreon. Be a paid member in this month of December before January 1st to be in the first round. Uh, but that's that stuff. Let's welcome our new Patreon members. Jay? We have Michael. I hope I'm saying this right. Whiteley? Whitley? Michael's been a member of the main page for a while. We've talked to him a lot. Yep. He's always pretty active on our Facebook yeah. group. We got our first Australian... Oh, yeah. Uh, Patreon member. And I'm probably going to butcher his last name. Dale Grunberger. Yeah, he said we did it right the first time. So, oh, All right. So I guess I got it right. 
were his only Patreon. So that was awesome. He said, "We feel honored." Yeah, Dale's pretty cool. He uh, told me he was a serial killer though this morning. So that's fun. So, but he said he's not going to kill us. So, so we're good. Yeah. So he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> we got John Applegate. Yep, John. John has some uh, pretty cool stories uh, that you'll hear on the Patreon episodes like later. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, Bob Trobaugh. Bob's been pretty active on the Facebook group. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for being Patreon members. We Oh, there's one more? I'm sorry. And there's one more. I'm sorry. Angel Sanchez. Angel. I even had that on my list. Yeah, what are you doing? Thank you guys for being Patreon members. <laughs> it's greatly appreciated. Gets us to being one step closer to us quitting our jobs and and uh, doing this full time. Yeah. If we both make enough money to quit our both of our jobs, we will produce an episode every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. With additional content. Mm-hmm. I'll, I will make molds of my feet and send them to you all in the mail. We already did. We haven't sent them to anybody, <laughs> yeah. but they're made. All right, uh, the new intro giveaway is closed. So I just got to, like, basically, here's who I have entered, uh, Rachel Nightingale. It's This is our Patreon members that are entered. Mm-hmm. And if we, so basically, if you're a Patreon member and we use your submitted clip in the new intro, you get a T-shirt. Yes. If not, uh, if you're not a Patreon member and we use your giveaway, you're entered in the raffle for a T-shirt, but you'll at least get something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's car stickers, you'll get something. We'll send you a little something, something yeah. your way. But here's where I have entered. And this is the Patreon level. Uh, we have Rachel, Daphne, Andy, and Bob. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. If we use any of your clips, you'll be getting an extra T-shirt. Uh, on the Facebook, and these are people that aren't on Patreon but are on Facebook, Greg and Justin. Hi, guys. And then I we have two Instagram entries that are just on Instagram. Craig Miller, which is he's active on Instagram. He, uh, we talk on Instagram all the time. And T Grave seventeen ninety three, whoever you are, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't, that's the one thing I really don't like about Instagram is trying to figure out who people are, right? Like for yeah. this for this kind of stuff that we do, or to thank them or send yeah, them to gifts. send them stuff. It's just like, well, I can't give you a shout out because your name is just numbers and random letters, right? Yeah, your handle, your handle. Yeah, it's weird. But some of them have like like I'm going to assume Craig Miller's his name. Probably, it'd be a pretty good guess. But yeah, so thank you guys for entering in that. That'll be that'll premiere season three, and I think we're gonna have a hell of a season three opener. I think so. It's too. really shaping up to be one. Yeah, it's molding itself. Yeah, season and the season two ender is gonna be a hell of a thing too. <laughs> like lizard people. I know. I don't know why we did that. I don't. You just started doing it, so I started doing it. I know. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys. The support for the show has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do our new reviews once again. If you leave a five star review. We will read it as long as it's appropriate for the show. Right, yeah. Uh, like, no matter how, and I regretted that immediately from one person because it is appropriate for the show, but it's really hard to read. And I'm glad Jay got what the reference was because I did not. I think I did. Well, we'll see. We'll see how wrong you are. Let's do that one second. Okay, so who do we have first? T- th- say their name. So first is Mr. Milo's. Mm-hmm. Five star. Love your podcast. It is my favorite. When I started listening to it, I fell in love with cryptids. That's awesome. Thank you. Very heartwarming. You said Mr. Milo? Mr. Milo. Thank you, or Mr. Milo. Milo's. Milo's. Yeah. Thank you. And then we have this other one. It's great. It's great. And five stars. Five stars by Funhouse Fan Forever. Um, title, <laughs> podcast. I like. I like a da corn. That's what he titled it. So, And he spelled corn like with a K, like the band corn, which you'll see. So this is my favorite podcast ever. I love Monkey from Corn, the band. He be slapping that MF and bass. And the singer, Jonathan Davis, goes, okay, now this is the part where I think goes, I can't do it. Just, what about like, something like that. So has anybody seen the Wild Thornberries? It's Donnie. I think he's doing the song Twist from Corn or Freak on the Leash. I don't know which one it is. So if it's one of those... Uh, Funhouse fan forever. Uh, let me know if it's one of those. But thank you guys for the five star views. It greatly helps us out. Oh yeah, uh, and so, we love it. We yeah. love reading the comments. So, yeah, leave a five star review. Yeah, so we can hear your so name can, and your yeah, review on the show. And eventually, I think we're gonna do a t shirt giveaway with five star reviews. Ooh, the best one. Yeah. Ooh, the most fun one. Yeah. Or maybe the most heartwarming one. Whatever. I mean, 
whatever the criteria it'd probably may just be. be a random person i'll probably do the random number generator because that's fair draw it out of a hat mm-hmm. but a tinfoil hat a tinfoil hat so thank you guys uh the support for the show has been amazing uh but the content of this episode it's been long awaited and I'm going to say this, that we took a more generalist approach for all these type of cryptids that have been spread around instead of really diving super hard into one of them. Uh, because I think it kind of shows a different story when you look at them as a whole. Mm, okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. Jay, who are we covering today? We're covering the Fresno Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to just say something random to see your face. Like, yep, the, the big turtle. <laughs> yeah. Fresno Nightcrawler. Fresno Nightcrawler. And this is this is one I never knew about before we started doing this podcast. Never even heard of it. The cult following that happened from the Fresno Nightcrawlers is crazy. Mm. Like they're everywhere at Crypticon. There was so much art. Yeah, that's they're true. They're basically mostly walking pants. Yeah, they kind of look like a pair of white walking pants. And we're going to talk about that. They probably aren't walking pants. I have a lot of thoughts on what these things okay, are. Okay, I'm trying to think what where you're going with that, but so these things can look very rigid in some spots and very f- like flapping in the wind in others. It's like walking pants with a squid head. Yeah, they basically yeah, that's yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they're very odd to look at. It's a hard concept. And they were caught. There's video evidence of them. So yep, we're gonna get into the first, the famous first sighting. So this is we're gonna go Jose. Jose. Okay. Yeah. That's the man's name. He didn't, he went to remain anonymous. But okay, Jose. In November two thousand seven, a man named Jose was startled from his sleep in Fresno, Cal or Fresno, California, home or in his home by his dogs barking in the security system. He had a security camera set up to record an alert of any potential intruders. Like or likely a little flustered, he headed to check the, out the footage. But what he saw wasn't someone trying to break in his home. Jose saw what would later become known as the Fresno Nightcrawlers when he reviewed the footage. These creatures were approximately two to three foot tall, which made these, or which mostly made the legs of their body mass. They compared to the pair of white pajama pants walking through his lawn. Hmm. So, real quick, I, that's kind of the, that's the, sh- the short and dirty version of the story. Mm-hmm. He was getting, his dogs were being bothered. He seemed to be very, not paranoid, but freaked out. After seeing this, or no before, before okay, and that's kind of later on. It kind of leads back into some of the possible explanations. He was unnaturally scared of something that looked so harmless and mundane. Okay, I mean, any of the videos of the Fresno Nightcrawlers don't look like they could hurt you. They just look creepy. I mean, they look creepy, but it looks like a pair, like a piece of fabric with two sticks. Yeah, like really, if it's coming at you, it's not the scariest thing we're going to cover on this show ever. That's true. Uh, but he was like really freaked out before he got video evidence. And then when he got video evidence, he was really freaked out. Imaginably so. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I used some of this from skeptoid.com, which is another podcast, but so the, st- the story got its start, uh, once again, in 2017 by a man who only gave his name as Jose. He has passed away since this. Ooh. Uh, but he was alive for a while. He's on a couple of TV shows and stuff like that. Well, I mean, like, that's not that long ago. No. Was, was that when the first sighting was? He was a little older, yeah. 2007. 2007. Yeah. Okay. I think he said 17. Oh, sorry. Two thousand Back November 2007. Seven. Okay. Okay. Still, that's not that long ago, but that was the first sighting of the Fresno Nightcrawler? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's not an old cryptid, and it's been seen a lot, which we'll get into. Hmm. So, he was, like I said, he felt odd, so he put up a security camera. And I've seen his interviews and stuff like that. He has a hard time explaining why he felt odd. And you can really see it in him. Like, he's he's very upset and very disturbed, but he doesn't know. At least he's not sharing why. Okay. He didn't have somebody break into his house. His dogs would bark at nothing. But he, he got a security system. And, yeah, it was just, he got this thing. So he brought his home security videotape into the Fresno office of Univision, a Spanish-language TV network. The tape showed two short white creatures, like I said, you know, pair walking across his lawn. One was taller and one was followed by a smaller one. Seeking some expert commentary on the tape, Univision contacted Victor Camachanto. Cam Chao. Okay. I'm just going to call him Victor. Yeah. Uh, and he's been on a lot of shows. He's a really high-end MUFON guy. Mm. He's really a very smart man. But I just am famous with bad names. That's all right. Victor. But Victor. <laughs> uh, host of the late night paranormal radio show, Las Devosias, which means the sleepless ones. Okay. 
Uh, I just said it fast and hoped it was right. Yeah, that's how you do with Spanish words. Uh, they asked him to come on air and state that the videos were aliens. So this is kind of weird. I want to stop for just a second. Mm. So, so far, we have Jose. Gets these weird creatures in his yard. He's having... I don't like using the word paranoid because I'm not saying he's paranoid, but he's getting the feeling of paranoia placed on him around his home. Yeah, almost like an unnerving feeling. Yes, that's that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. He doesn't feel easy. Yeah. And so he gets this video of these creatures, and then he's freaking out. And he goes back and forth and not showing him and showing him and not showing him and showing him. Uh, and then finally he goes to this radio, or not the radio, a TV station. And here's where some of the stuff gets muddy right here. Okay. And it's not Jose's fault. Yeah. Is it Victor's fault? No. Okay. It's neither of these guys. Victor, I really have respect for Victor, what I'm about to tell you here in a minute. Okay. But Jose brought in the videotape. Instead of making a copy of the video, the news network videotaped it off the monitor, as in they had a camera record the, the monitor. The screen. The screen. Yeah. As his tape was playing. It's probably for like lower quality. It's super low quality and it's almost impossible to do any film analysis on. Right, yeah. So that comes back around later. That you it ruined it ruined this. You need the original. Yeah, or at least they should have copied copy it. of the original. Yeah. yeah. That'd have been so much better. Not a copy of a copy. It's it's yeah, it's a copy of a copy. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and then so they wanted okay, now let's go back. The news network wanted Victor to say these were aliens. Okay. He wanted him to come on. They wanted to, they were paying him. They wanted him to come on as an expert and say these were aliens. The news network wanted him to do that. Yeah. This man is a MUFON researcher, all this stuff. He was not convinced they were aliens, so he would not say that. Good. That's what I'm saying. I have a lot of respect because a lot of people would have jumped on the opportunity. To do that. Yes. For sure. And he didn't. I wonder why they wanted to push that. Because it was for the news. It was going to sell. sell. Yeah, to it was going to sell. Yeah. You know, it was going to just explode. Oh, I bet. Hmm. But it's weird that the news like got approval to even go with that angle. Well, it is uh, uh, from Univision. It was the Spanish-speaking network. Okay. So I'm going to guess. It, it, I don't know. I don't think it was their biggest network. So they were probably trying to pick stories that weren't being picked up by the mate, like the, the other network. Just to get some buzz. Mm-hmm. So Victor told his story at a 2008, so a year later. MUFON UFO Symposium in San Jose, California. Excuse me. He explained to Univision that, or he explained to Univision that he couldn't say that they were aliens because he didn't know what the creatures were. So he met with Jose, though. But Jose was way too scared to say very much. Jose was pretty much clammed up. Hmm. Uh, He didn't want to be found. He didn't want to talk about this. A few months later, though, in February 2008, Jose called Victor and asked if he had learned anything new about his video. Victor went and met with him at his house. Jose showed him the yard where the video was taken, and it was clear that the creatures were quite small, no more than half a meter tall, so, you know, two to three feet. Oh, okay. Uh, the big one was, was maybe two and a half, three foot tall. The little one was like a foot and a half tall. Interesting. And that, that was basically it. So, as far as Jose and Victor have said, nothing further was ever learned. It's a cool YouTube video. And that's where the story sat. Hmm. But 2010, though, the paranormal TV show Factor Fake, which I loved, uh, you could say whatever you want about it. You know, it was definitely entertaining. For sure. Uh, did a segment video about it, and they tried to recreate these uh, Fresno Night Crawlers if they could make animatronics or puppets or something, and they could not. Hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of where the uh, Fresno Night Crawler part of this ends. Man, and I always picture them being bigger in my head. I don't know why. Just seemed like they were tall, like six foot, you know. Oh, they get bigger. Oh, okay, okay. That's just what I pictured from this video. I guess I didn't pay too much attention to the scale, but that's the that's crazy that they're Fresno Nightcrawlers, and that's the really the only sighting there it was. It was very there. small, and it got a lot of buzz yeah. on the news. Jose uh, did not want to talk about it. He barely let Victor in. I wonder, too, if he was approached by... You know, maybe Men in Black or something. That that's why he was unnerved or something. That could be, but I don't think he would have gone back to Victor then. Well, maybe because he was already very scared. Mm-hmm. So if he got threatened, he probably would have really shut up. 
Well, I mean, maybe that's maybe Victor did have answers or something, and they just never disclosed or talked about it because he told him like, "Hey, these guys in the Men in Black, whoever they are, threatened me. They showed me an address to all my family, and they uh, wait, you know, push that. They did this. Which one is it? Hold on. Which one is the? They showed up to his doorstep and yeah, see, and then that's what happened. Maybe that's why Jose was scared. I don't know though. It's hard saying." Especially when these guys are, if they're involved. But I don't think it's aliens, though. I don't think it is either. Yeah. All right. So I know that was really short on the Fresno Nightcrawlers because we're going to cover a lot other, a lot more other stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, there's a lot of other podcasts that go really, really in depth in the Fresno Nightcrawlers, specifically just that story. Yeah. There's not a lot to it. Well, here but, let's let's like really get a visual description of what they look like. They're tall or not tall, They're fleshy white pants, fleshy white pants, baggy pants with little or tiny skinny jeans, pa- baggy pants with little right. tiny feet. With oh, they so they did have little feet, and, and then the head was like a I don't know, like I said earlier, kind of like a squid shape. Imagine if you put okay, take a pair of jeans, okay, put an octopus on the top of it. Yeah, now paint it white and like a ghost. Okay, that's what a Fresno Nightcrawler is. So ghost pants. With a squid, with a on squid top, head. an octopus on top. Okay, okay, and it's just scooting across the yard, just walking. And it's walking really weird, almost like it's on stilts. Yeah, okay. It's fun. It's funky. I mean, there's a lot, but this would not be the only encounter with the fearsome night crawlers. Bum bum bum. There's more. Mm-hmm. Following the publicity is when more videos of the night crawler began to appear. The next popular one was posted on YouTube in April 2011. And there are more than the ones we're going to cover. Yeah. But I'll pick some of the big ones. By a UFO and gaming YouTuber named Davis X Life Opry. Opry? Yeah, sure. Who said it was a security cam footage recorded about a month before by a retired friend who lived inside Yosemite National Park, not far from Fresno. Hmm. In this footage, a pair of night crawlers, again, one tall, one small, walked down a paved path. He said it visited visited at his friend's requ- or he said he visited at his friend's request and took a daytime photo of the pathway from the vantage point of the security camera, placing a baby stroller on the path for scale. He superposed the video onto the show. The taller night crawler is about the height of the stroller, and the smaller one is about half as big. The video is clearer than the Fresno night crawler original video, uh, though still not clear enough to get any real details on these creatures. Hmm. Talking about the minute and minutes to traverse the frames, these creatures seem to lose fabric and may have something like a small head on top of them. On one note that, uh, from Dovis is that an obvious fan of UFOs and paranormal happened to be one of the uh, happened to be the one that received from the anonymous calls from the retired person who caught this indescribable creature on this video. So basically, it's just saying like, you know, keep that in mind that he is a Paranormal and uh, UFO po- or YouTuber. Okay. So it's, you know, you got to have that. But basically these creatures, uh, he thinks the big one was four to five foot tall. So that's a little bit bigger than the other ones. Mm-hmm. What the, what's interesting is there came in pairs again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just one individual right now. Both times it's been pairs. So, yeah, anything about the U-71? I mean... Almost similar account, but he yeah. wasn't as freaked out about it, I guess, as Jose was, or as as unnerved by it. Yeah, they're they're weird the way they move, and that's what bugs me. When we get into like possibilities later, mm-hmm. that's what bugs me about them is the way they move. Okay. Uh, uh, Jinx, you owe me a coke. Huh? Jinx, you owe me a coke. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, they're weird. They're freaky movements. The U seventy one is a weird video. But what's scarier than a four foot or what's scarier than a three foot Fresno Nightcrawler is a four foot Fresno Nightcrawler. Yeah. What's scarier than a four foot Fresno Nightcrawler? A five foot Fresno How about let's seven and a half? Okay, that's a bit bigger. Uh and they get a little more they get a little more defined with age, it seems. Mm, okay. So let's jump to two thousand fourteen. Let's bring this home, Jay. Ooh. Carmel, Ohio. Half is that far from us? It's uh, up by Cleveland. Okay. Right below Cleveland. But it's a lot closer than Fresno. Yeah, in the winter of 2014, a married couple driving from their home in Ohio 
had an all but head-on collision with one of the most anatomically inexplainable creatures that has ever been reported. This thing is weird. Hmm. Uh, it's a really big Fresno Nightcrawler. Yeah. But with some extra features. The Mark Mount Carmel monster, right? Mm-hmm. On December 18th, 2014, the Highland County Press of Hillsborough, Ohio, published an account from the Mutual UFO Network investigation. Ron McGlody, McGloney, regarding a strange report of a bizarre bipedal beast that almost struck a motor vehicle just six days earlier in Carmel, an uncorporated community in Highland County. The event question concerned a 59-year-old former Marine who was driving his wife home Friday, December 12, 2014. The anonymous witness, our eyewitness, said at the scene, explained that the thing that he had seen was not his first local brush-in with the unexplainable, stating, so here's his quote, We recently bought a place in the Hill area in southeast Hillland County. We first noticed after about 30 days of living here, we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green, no matter what Mm. weather, in our front yard. Whether or not the snow-defying patch of vegetation is... So this is not his quote anymore. Whether or not the the snow-defying patch of vegetation is related to the other anomalous events in the area is a matter of speculation. With... It, what is established is that the fact, however, alleged alien animal that was driven near or the drivers nearly hit was unlike anything the veteran has ever seen. Another quote from him. On Friday night, we were driving home after turning on the Carmel Road, which leads to our road. We went around the curve uh, by the Carmel Church in a small incline, approximately 10 feet over the incline in front of our truck was quote unquote alien ran across the road into the woods. Hmm. Unquote. Originally, the eyewitnesses sketched something showing a creature leaning forward and running left to right. It is this is unquestionably crazy critter is described as gray in pigment and approximately seven and a half feet tall, a gangly muscular legs that oh. bent backwards at the knee. The thing has a narrow torso and appears to lack both arms and a head. Hmm, interesting. So, a big Fresno Nightcrawler. Like a big bipedal. It's weird that they actually mention leg definition. Yeah, it's getting stronger. Yeah. If you want to connect them as the same thing, they probably aren't the same thing. Gotcha. But they're definitely in the same clade. They look very similar. (laughs) Although uh, she was apparently looking down when she was swiftly moving monstrosity and nearly avoided the car, the unnamed Marine's wife confirmed that her husband was uh, basically... A wit- like a, a credible witness. Okay. And further described him as, my husband saw it. He's a skeptic, almost 60 years old, and a proud Marine. He wouldn't have admitted of seeing anything, and he wouldn't have admitted to being in shock if it wasn't real. I had drawn it for, or he had drawn it for me when we got to the house. He says, it was asphalt gray, or asphalt is gray, she said, quote unquote. Uh, like anybody at home has been in like a shop, like I'm assuming she's meaning that kind of gray. Like what you do your concrete in. Oh, gotcha, yeah. About seven feet tall, no arms, he could see, but muscular leg area. Had two of them. I'm sorry. No jaw lines and legs bent backwards, leaning as it ran. And she said, on a personal note, the eyewitness sketch resembles, to me anyways, the head of a giant squid. Mm. Connected with lengthy legs and a large bird or ungulate. Hence the the, the description of the creature called the caramel walking squid. Wildlife biologist. Kurt Bronze presented a website of doubtful news with a hypothesis regarding that what he believes is the true identity of the alien life form. He posed that Marine actually saw was nothing more than a common forest dwelling creature striking an unusual pose. According to Bronze, are you ready for this? Uh, if you say Sandhill Crane, you I will, think it's I will shoot you. So I want to before I say this, let's say this. This creature, he said, is seven and a half foot tall, gray. Backwards facing legs. No arms. No arms. And he draws it with large claws on the f- end of the feet. Okay. No head. Very muscular. Is an owl, he's going to say. Seven and a half foot tall. Here's our friend, Kurt Bronze, the wildlife biologist. While the description of that thing does sound like a horrendous creature from the game Silent Hill, I propose a very normal explanation. Assuming that the witness actually saw something at already. So demeaning. Yeah. And that the description matches what the witness saw. My educated guess is what the witness saw was a very real animal acting acting a way that, while not particularly, isn't something most people commonly observe. 
is a white-tailed deer walking on its rear legs. Stop. Stop. A white-tailed deer walking on its legs, just scooting across the road. This is why people in my old job profession get made fun of by people in the, my current job profession. I've seen many white-tailed deer. I've, I've seen them run on their hind legs. And this ain't, come on, come on. With the big claws, no arms. They get its front two arms shot off, too, and its head blown off. You know. And it decides to run off. A giant squid running around in pants looks just like a deer. Oh, it's, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are these guys thinking? They just have to say something. Yes. So here, Bronze elaborates. Let's not tear at him too much until I finish his quote. But first, I like how he started off. If they actually Please, saw so demeaning. As he, like, I don't know, probably takes a sip of his tea. So demeaning. Yeah. So Bronze elaborated. Dare will rear up and even walk on two legs for a few reasons, mostly relating to mammals competing and reaching for food. They don't normally walk that far, but there's no reason to assume that a male couldn't at least appear to have walked upright as far as the witness claims. Okay. He said this thing ran across the road on its hind legs. It was a deer. Yeah. Oh, this is not a commonly uh, witnessed uh, behavior, but I'm trying to be a condescending biologist that knows everything yeah. I, yeah he has others others have suggested that the real culprit may have been a large bird such as the great blue heron or ingrit but bronze himself who contradicts such arguments by saying that so this is the guy that says it's a deer yes but says it cannot be a bird yes for what reasons a bird would have been a lot better than a white-tailed deer i'm just saying that right Me too. now i would have i would rather accepted a giant owl that ran across the road a sandhill crane even a sandhill crane because at point. least they're bipedal and yeah. kind of gray. And have backwards bending legs, I yeah. think, right? and big feet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. But, no, deer. I, I At least the sandhill crane kind of looks like the thing. Yeah. And if it's running upright, you won't see arms because they're tucked in. Right, exactly. Nope, deer. So here, here's what he says about it being a bird. Ingrits do not normally outwit, or out over winter in Ohio or, in, or, or small whitish birds. The great blue heron who currently matches the color of asphalt gray mentioned by the wife of the witness, but would not be anywhere near seven feet tall. Based on what I know about their behaviors, I would also assume you wouldn't find them running across the field quickly. I tend to walk slowly in by bobbing banner or flying. So this is the guy that said it was a deer that ran across the road on its hind legs. But can't be a bird because they, they would they never do, run. They would never do that. What the hell is this guy? He's fitting his own narrative. Yeah. All right. So Bronze also felt that <laughs> an emu or a rea or an ostrich might match the general height, color, and weird legs uh, hinge described, described, but would be too bulky to be the culprit. Hmm. The nearest ostrich farm is only 174 miles away. Any escaped would have had made tremendous journey to get to or to get through Columbus in the freeway around here. Yeah. Basically, I hate this guy. Well, it sounds like he had to come up with something. It's this, this is the son of the guy from the Mothman Yeah, stuff. probably. He had to come up with something, so he first proposed his deer idea. And, and then he defended it, it like an and idiot. Then, and then someone else brought up, well, couldn't it be this? Uh, and then he's like, oh, that's actually a better idea. No, it can't be. This is yeah. why. They would never do that. I've worked with people like this. I know things. He's like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Well, you know... uh, this is why we can't, I don't know, desalinate water. Because it costs too much money. And it's, it's not because of this or this reason. It's because of what I said. That's the only reason. I don't know. Something like that. I think that's probably the only thing I've ever agreed with them on. Mm, all right. Not because it costs too much energy. It's too hard to do or it's not worth it. Right now, it's not worth it. Because hmm. we have easier... Let's move on. In 20 years. We 20 may be years. having... 20 years. I'm telling you, next war is fought over water. It will be. Because of global warming. No, it's Anyways. not. That's not real. But go on. <laughs> no, so yeah, that's pretty much for calm Ohio creature. But uh, in my opinion, a very credible witness that this freaking biologist was like very demeaning towards. Yeah, I, and unfortunately. A, I don't know why people like, got to be like that. Like they have to. I think be. you were right. That he probably said something stupid first, and then this is like one of the few cryptids I could be like, that's a bird. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, no, it can't be. This is why. Literally, it looks like a sandhill crane. They probably came to him for like, you know, for the first time ever for like for help. And he's like, oh, it's my moment. Hmm. 
could be a deer. And then he realized how stupid it was. And he's like, can't backpedal now. No, they'll never come back to me again for my ingenious insight. I don't remember his name, and I don't care to know it. No, no, we need to remember it for history. Yeah, he can, uh, he can be gone. Kurt Bronze. He can be gone to history. I probably. I wonder if I've ever worked with him. Oh, probably. It's, I mean, it's not that long ago. All right. Uh, creating friends everywhere. Yeah, we take shots at the French and other biologists. You know, we have almost no listeners in France. We lost them. Well, you know what? Good riddance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the last... It's a love-hate relationship. The last famous known, uh, like, more famous Fresno Nightcrawler-like creature sighting was August 2017. It was, uh said to be from Poland. And it's a video. You guys can look this up. Hmm. It's being titled... So this is the title. Frozen night crawlers found in Poland. It has no description other than a couple hashtags and is posted anonymously. 35 second video is almost completely black, but for five seconds you can see the partial view that appeared to be a night crawler illuminated. And the other videos by this consumer or this customer's video camera nearly are near infrared night mode. The uh, figure appeared to be rigid yet twisting. This is a weird one. I watched it. Um, so it looks like it's big, though. I think this is another seven-footer. Okay. Uh, but you can see, like, it looks like it's two sticks in very light fabric pants. But the pant the, the fabric seems to actually be a little more fleshy. It's hard to describe. Uh, if anybody's ever seen, like, how the squid's fins move in the water, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. So the flesh is all like that. But there's two hard, like, sticks in the legs. St- yeah. They don't look like they bend. From this thing walking, it looks like it's like walks like a penguin because it doesn't have knees. Or like on stilts, like you said yeah. earlier. So this is another one. So they all have the kind of the same classic description. The Carmel Island got a, he got a better look at it, I think, because the rest of them are videos. That's probably the only one I can find that has an eyewitness. Yeah, like the you know, wasn't secondhand, wasn't video. The guy actually saw the thing, mm-hmm. and it was moving pretty quick, like a deer. Yeah, it, yeah, it was on its hind legs like a deer. Don't worry, we'll come back to that. Okay, good. So let's let's recap real quick. Yeah. So. San Francisco, 2007. No, uh, Fresno. Fresno, what did I say? San Francisco. Sorry. Close enough. Yeah. Fresno, uh, California, 2007. Jose sees it. It gets local news attention. So a pretty high-end Muf- MUFON investigator, mm-hmm. Victor, goes into it. They don't really get anywhere with it. Right. A couple months later, uh, Yosemite, which is only like 100 miles away, pops up with a similar creatures. Still a pair. Mm-hmm. Then we jump up to uh, Ohio, Carmel, Ohio. Really tall, a little bit bigger than nor- like than the rest of them. But just one this time. Just one. But who's to say you didn't just miss the second one? That's true, yeah. Uh, the biologist says it's a big bird, or a deer. Deer, yes. And then we could jump to Poland. And then in between these, there are hundreds of videos of Fresno Nightcrawler-like things. Hmm. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a cryptid that... I don't know. I, I don't know if any of them are older than two thousand and seven. Yeah, but there's been a lot of them recorded since then. Interesting. So, what do you think so far? Before we get into the explanations, we we got a lot of explanations to get through. For sure, I even have my own that I think it could be. Um, I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting phenomena. Uh, whether I don't know whether they're biological beings. Or like ghost-like beings, I don't know for sure. Or you know, interdimensional things. But uh, whatever. Before they... we get into explanations, because yeah. I think it's where you're heading. Do you think Jose actually seen something in his camera? Oh yeah. You don't think he faked it? No. A lot of people think he faked it. Hmm. Uh, I don't think he faked it. I don't think so either. I think it was real. Yeah. Whatever. I'll say it like this: If it was faked, Jose did not do it. Okay, there you go. Because he didn't act as though. What would be the point of faking it and then just we'll get like hiding yeah. from it all? Yeah. So, Jose, whatever he he was scared of the thing he filmed. Yeah, I never percent believe Jose. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to the San or the uh, Yosemite. Yosemite. This was right after this started getting hyped up. Mm-hmm. This is a YouTuber that specializes in the paranormal and UFOs. Ooh. So this and potentially it's anonymously could- got sent to him. Potentially by, could be faked. Yeah. 
So that's kind of the thing we got to remember is mm-hmm. that he could be using this to ride that wave. Right, yeah, to get views and clicks. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it is fake, no, but there's but potential there. That's, we got to look at that from all sides. Yeah, there's motive. The video looks pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks similar creatures. So now, is it a clever marketing thing for his YouTube channel? Go into a big city and walk in this puppet or whatever it is mm-hmm. down and then start moving it closer to home so you don't have to drive to San Fr- or uh, the Fresno, Fresno every time? Yeah. So, just saying that. Carmel, Ohio. I would say it's whatever was real happened. Very credible eyewitness. Yeah. Very shook. And a very scary creature. Everybody at home, if, you, when it, if you're not driving, look up the Carmel, Ohio cr- creature or Carmel, Mount Carmel monster. Mm-hmm. It is freaky. It is. Uh, and I don't like that it doesn't have a mouth. And that, I think that's what yeah. bugs me because you don't know how it's going to come at you. It's got a beak between its legs. Oh, so it is a squid. Yeah, it's a squid. Um, we'll talk about that later. And when a and an awful cover up story, awful. I mean, just same level as freaking Mothman. Yes, pretty bad. So there now you know there's some credibility to it. Yeah, when the when a wildlife biologist says it's a standing deer, and he's very distinct about it, and very against any very other very disrespectful idea. to a service member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Yes. Kurt. Shame on you, Kurt. And then this this Poland, this Polish one, looks very good. I know I, I didn't get the chance to show you before we started. Mm-hmm. Looks very good. Uh, and it's really anonymous. It didn't get famous. I mean, it has that that one video on that channel has like thirty five thousand views. Mm-hmm. Not really YouTube famous by any stretch. But it's, I mean, it's yeah. got some views, but it's yeah, not like it's, not, it's known. But it's not it's viral. Not, it's yeah. not taken off. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. There's no information with it. Like, really, there's nothing with that. Mm-hmm. Which lends to more credibility. I think, maybe. Or it's whoever's making these puppets is really playing around with it. They're getting pretty good at it, I guess. What if that's all it is? Like, some puppeteer, like, flying a giant. I don't know. He's in a blimp above. All right, so let's talk about this. Yeah. Because you know what happened in 2007, right? Um, I don't know. Drones started becoming more commercially available. Ooh, okay. So let's let's get into what this could be, and we have a lot. Yeah. A prankster walking on stilts wearing gigantic fluffy pants. Two of them. Yeah. But, uh, okay, hold on. Maybe on the second two. But the first one, no. Can, can't be that. They're not very big. Uh, that'd be a small prankster on some small stilts. And let's let's go through all of the let's go through all of our four sightings. Unless it's mini Kay. me on some stilts. So let's go through all four of our sightings with this option. Yeah. So with number one with the Fresno Nightcrawlers, they are tiny. They are really small. Right. So for it to be an actual person, I mean, the big one's three foot tall. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, this the second set uh, there in uh, Yosemite, uh, the big one's five foot. So sure, it could be kids. You know, yeah. F- one's four foot. One's five foot. Whatever. Yeah, that could be kids, and they walk and funky, whatever. So sure, that fits one of our four. Carmel is seven foot tall, on a road, on a blind curve. Probably not a person. Unless that they would have be a death very wish. dumb. Unless, yes. To be in a costume, trying to run across the road as a car is coming at you in a blind curve. Yeah, not very smart. I'm not saying it's impossible. It is Ohio, but not practical. I mean. It is Ohio. That is true. Anything Our college can. kids are very dumb. Yes, very much so. Not all of them, but we but have I'm, we have outliers that would do this. That's true. There's always there always is one. I mean, at Ohio Bigfoot conference this past year, there was a kid dressed up as a Bigfoot that he could have been shot. Oh, that's not a lie because he we were outside. Yes, and he was ran through the woods, and people were looking to kill a Bigfoot. Yeah, it was not smart. Yeah. It was not smart. But it's whatever. You're young for a reason. Yeah. You, you get live... shot at and you learn. Yeah, that's the thrill of life. And then finally, this Poland thing. It's seven foot tall, and it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know, sure. It's big enough to be a person in stilts. It kind of looks, moves like a person in stilts, hmm. wearing this big, sheety fabric. Mm. Sheety. Mm-hmm. It's sheety fabric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, South Brooker did that. Kind of. Mm-hmm. City beef. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, so I'm going for this one. A no. The which one? The prankster. Oh, not yeah, being a prankster. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-mm. So let's move on to the kind of next one. A puppet kind of deal 
on a drone. So why don't you see the like? Because that's the big thing. You don't see a screen, a string on camera. So it'd have to be on a long line with a drone. Mm. And you'd have to have a puppeteering. But it walks like steps, right? Kinda, but you can make something that kind of does this. They don't. They look funky. For sure. So yeah, maybe, maybe on all of them except the uh, Carmel, Ohio one, because it had muscle and he about smoked it with a car. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I wish you would have hit it. That would have been cool. It probably would have been scooped up note that same night by the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. and you never would have heard this story. So, are you going with the drone? Yay or nay? I'm gonna go nay. I just feel like this is a big nay. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Here's one that's weird that I didn't get vibes off all the videos I watched of the Freds and Nightcrawlers, but this is one that gets pushed a lot. Okay, a species of primate that still hasn't been discovered has shorter arms than normal. So basically, this is a long-legged. Short-armed primate with claws on its feet that are with no fur and white flappy skin. I don't know where this comes from, but it pops up everywhere. Hmm. I don't like this one either. This I, feels almost as bad as the uh, the deer. No, that's my next one. But okay, the next one is it a deer? Are they all deer? The next six are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so I don't think it's a primate. At no. least not how they're describing a conventional primate. It's weird. Yeah. It's they don't move fast most no. of the time. It doesn't seem like. Mm-mm. The Carmel, Ohio one's kind of a, maybe, it, he doesn't really describe. It got over the road pretty quick, but he doesn't describe how fast it was going. I say now, it's an outlier to yeah. all these. I don't know. So next one is a deer standing up <laughs> for some time. I know. This is the dumbest thing. Sorry, Curry. You're just n- not that uh, creative. What if he listens? I, I hope you do. Up your creative ability. If you come on the show to try to redeem yourself, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, we'll, gi- we'll give you the platform. We'll give you the respect, unlike you know you may have done to others in the past. Oh my gosh. But we'll give you the opportunity, the platform here, to explain your awful uh, 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 explanation of this creature. <laughs> you have an opportunity. The door, The ball's in your court. So, yay or nay on the deer? I think you know my answer to well, that. Well, just one. for everybody at home. Okay. It's keeping tally. A nay. Okay. <laughs> You're just like, this is the dumbest thing. Yeah, it is. And then, like, somebody else suggested a bird to him. And I really think it went like you. Crap, that's a better. No. You're yeah. dumb. Yeah. Shut up. Birds don't do that. Duh. Birds don't exist. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's the next step. All right. So, my next one is puppets uh, being wire controlled. So that somebody really set up some elaborate systems. Yeah. It started doing this. I don't know. This has been suggested a lot because they look kind of like puppets. Yeah, Like the little, uh, what are those little, oh, it's I want to say mariachis, they look, they, but they're marionettes. not. Marionettes. Marionettes, yeah. They look like a marionette with a trash bag on them. Yeah, they do. Hmm. But, okay, I mean, I guess it's a possibility, but I just don't, uh, who practically is sev- doing that? Several other people, like fact and fake, try to do this. Hmm? They could never get it to look right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, but I'm going to lean way more towards not it. Out of all the non-paranormal ones, this is probably the second most likely. Okay. So is the next one the most likely? Yes. Okay, what's the next one? A large crane-like bird, probably stuck in a trash bag. <laughs> and I brought this up because I've personally seen a seagull stuck in a plastic bag. Yeah. You know what it did? It walked like that? It just walked in a straight line. Yeah, it just walked straight. And it was like its whole brain shut off. Yeah. And it went like and it was walking kind of funky trying to figure out how to get this like get out of this. Yeah. And it just kept walking. Walk so its what way if out. we're what if we're seeing birds getting stuck in garbage? I mean, that'd be very coincidental having the, the pair twice show up. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But look at it like the, you can see in the especially the Fresno and the Polish one, you can see like a long what well, looks like a hard stick inside the legs. Oh, no. Jay dropped his phone. Again. Professional podcasters. I know. I have my explanation lined up here. So, this thing is walking like a bird. Or it's, it's a bird. But you can see, like, these sticks caught up in the legs. Yeah. And it could be the crane's legs. Right, yeah. So, this is all the... What if, not a trash bag, but someone just wrapped their these birds, like, captured these birds and wrapped them in and let them go? I can see people doing that. People yeah. are awful. I, we actually uh, found a dead toad tied to a balloon when we were in Chicago. So someone probably 
let it tied a live toad to a balloon, and when it ran out of air, it just sat in the air in a tree and starved to death. Dang. That sucks. So people do stuff, mean stuff to animals all the time. Yeah. So I can definitely see that. He probably had a pretty cool journey, though, until that until probably it not. ended. For something that simple, it's probably horrifying the whole time. Uh, <laughs> oh, poor Toad. Just <laughs> up in the air screaming. Like, I <laughs> can't even imagine what he's thinking. You ready to get into some of the non-typical explanations? Ooh, I wonder if mine's on the list. All right. The first one. You want anything else before we move on to these guys? Um, shoot, almost none of these really explain biologically what it is. Oh, don't worry. None of, none of the ones we've covered so far. I'll feed you, baby bird. I'm ready. Don't M- worry. Mouth's open. <laughs> that was Pringles. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Pringles. No, all right. An extraterrestrial creature. What if these are actually aliens? What if they come from a really different kind of gravity and stuff like that? And that's why they're walking so funky. Yeah. There's a couple uh, really good. So I took some of this from the Kryptonaut podcast. Great podcast. That's one of my favorites. Uh, and they do a lot of interdimensional extraterrestrial kind of weird off one-off crypt or creatures. There's a lot of them that act really slow and weird mm-hmm. because they're not used to our gravity. And that's kind of the explanation. Or maybe not even used to our time. Like Anything. Way. Or atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are a hundred different things. Yeah. So they move odd. Because it's not, the, it's like you walking underwater. Right, yeah. You're in slow motion. It does kind of look like that. Mm-hmm. I could see them. So it, let's say it's, an, you know, what do you think about it being an actual flesh and blood extraterrestrial? Like not from here? D- no, extraterrestrial. Oh, well, you know how I feel about that. I don't know. I don't, probably not then. I'd say no. So interdimensional. Yeah, I would lean more towards something like that. Yeah. So more, like, are you saying like an animal like what we think the Mothman is or more of an intelligent visitor? Animal more like the Mothman is. Okay. Yes. Not a smart, well, not like an advanced, I don't know, brain. It didn't being. come here on purpose. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, got pulled through. Mm-hmm. It's just here. So that would kind of fit with the Mothman MO that we presented of it kind of just popping up here and there. Mm-hmm. Which would explain why it's kind of randomly seen mm-hmm. throughout the world. So I'm going to go with it. Yeah. On the extraterrestrial, interdimensional. Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't think so, but I don't know. Plausible, not probable. Yeah, it's more likely than a standing deer. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Ohio. I think she... Never mind. The next one I have for you is a really weird one uh, because it gets echoed a lot on the pages for this. Okay. Without a lot of backbone. Okay. I cannot find where people find this story or this legend. But it gets echoed pretty much on every page. Okay. The Native American legends are one of the most interesting answers to many of the Nightcrawler questions that actually do with local Native American legends. According to the tribe members that live near Fresno, and I cannot find these people, but according to tribe members that live near Fresno, the Nightcrawlers are beings that are pretty much always lived on Earth, even before humans. Mm. According to these myths, the night uh, the night crawlers have long legs to allow them to move through difficult and boggy landscapes because they love this they, or they come from a swamp like a, a swamp world and they love swamplands interesting so legends has it that these beings are part of our world now in order to rebuild the connection between human beings and our natural surroundings as a sort of peace bringer while they don't seem to have made any no- noticeable efforts in generating in generations indicating that they may not be uh, nothing new to Fresno. So this gets echoed everywhere. I can't find it. I may have more to add to this. Good. Because I, I couldn't find any of the Native Americans that talk about this legend mm-hmm. besides white people saying mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, the Native Americans say this stuff. Yeah. And I hate that. Right. Because right, right. It's, it's their culture. I want to hear it from them. Right. Otherwise, it's not real. Be applying it to yeah. or making it I up. I want to hear it because they all say, oh, they perfectly match the Native American descriptions of these beings. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Native American description of this being. Well, I don't have Native American description, but I have Aboriginal description. Ooh. So how about that? Yeah. Uh, I literally got a message about this this morning. Really? Yeah. So From Dale. Oh, interesting. So did he talk about the Mimis? So the... Australian Slenderman from the Aborigines is what he was considering it as. Australian what? Slenderman. Oh, okay. Not that. Okay. No, no, go on. So Mimis are fairy-like beings um, from the folklore and Aboriginal indigenous tribes, you know, in Australia. 
but they are described. And I used to watch this documentary from time to time. I always would revisit it because it just fascinated me. It was all about Aborigines and like the main one of the guys could. <clears throat> I mean, they're still around, and they could still recount the history and the folklore, and they talked about it and could sp- the one could speak in English or translate it. So it's kind of cool just seeing what they believe in and why they do the customs they do. And so it was a really good documentary. I think it's still on YouTube. But they talk about these things called memes, and they're fairy-like beings, um, but they are described as having extremely thin, elongated bodies, um, so thin as to be in danger of high winds. Hmm. Um, they're usually like, you know, white or like, you know, that ghostly kind of shade of color. Um, but these were tall beings that lived in like the caves and stuff, and they taught the Aborigines how to like hunt, how to cook, how to live, you know, in the land. And these were like the teachers of them. So there's like cave paintings in Aboriginal painting or caves that are up really high in the air. Supposedly these beings would flow up there and they would create the paintings up there, you know, for them. And then they, that's how they explained how they got up there in the first place is not people climbing up there. It's because they were on the ceilings of these caves that were really high. These beings would fly up there and get them. Um, they also like they taught them how to hunt and cook kangaroos and other animals. Um, they brought the knowledge of painting the man. Um, they showed man how to control fire, um, cooking, survival, just all sorts of things. They were like teachers. They were like spirit teachers, kind of. But hmm. they were described as when you were describing this. This is the first thing that popped in my mind. They like you know how to hunt and fish and all that sort of stuff. But it was these fairy like beings that like you said earlier, was already on, lived on the land. They were already here and they were teaching man how to like live on the land and they were teachers. Hmm. So it's kind of similar, but this is all Aboriginal. So it's similar to Native American, what you were describing. Oh yeah, no, very. It's odd. Yeah, it's a lot of overlap. So are the Aboriginal spirits, are fairies? Or yeah, are like along that same lines. Are they throughout the earth? I mean, it's, we have them in Poland, we have them here. Are they in the caves? Are these more cave creatures? Are these baggy salamanders? Or are they just spirits? You know, are they Mm. actual just... Earth elementals. Yeah, something like that. That's something we don't talk about a lot in this show. Mm. Uh, I don't know if elementals are real or not, Mm -hmm. but this may be a good example of maybe just an Earth earth elemental, an an entity that is more still, that's weird, not organic, but still a creature of this Earth. Yeah. It's it's an energy mm-hmm. creature, kind of. But I guess it could manifest itself physically somehow. Yeah, just maybe not organically. Right, yeah, just in a different way yeah. that we don't understand or hard to explain. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, that was my first thought. They have There are paintings of them in the Aboriginal caves, but, like, they the only difference is, is they have, like, arms and mm. stuff. They're, um, like, down here at the bottom. Yeah. Like, see those? And, like, these... See that looks more that that looks like it right there. If it just didn't have the arms, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just a different clade. Maybe it's a different phenotype. All right, next one, ghost. Just straight up ghosts. Yeah. What if these are actually walking pants? <laughs> I'm not joking, Link. What if they are like just a piece of a ghost that's just barely coming through? Could be. Um, on the first couple, maybe. I'd say the one where the guy saw something running across. Yeah, Carmel, Ohio was definitely a monster. Yeah. I um, mean, it was scary. Yeah, it was flesh and, or flesh, let's just it say It was that. similar to, that's why I included, it's similar yeah. to the Nightcrawlers. It may be a different thing, but it's at least creepy enough to where it was included. Right. Uh, so, Ghost, I don't know how I feel about this. That would kind of explain the jerky audible movements. Uh, videos, I believe, that have real ghosts. Actually, some listeners have sent them in. Uh, I f- they have jerky, weird, like repetitive movements. They look... Like they're glitching. Mm, okay. Because especially uh, some people think ghosts can kind of dissipate over time. Mm-hmm. So what are these are really old ghosts where we're just getting kind of chunks of them still coming through. Just is it visibly. Dad, dad and his kid just walking through. Mm-hmm. Or it's the repeat. It's the same image just right, being distorted. Yeah. But from like the 1700s, mm-hmm. they were strolling through town. No, I'm saying it, it, it's, it, that's why there's two of them. Right, yeah. Because it's the, the same thing. Right, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I'm okay. following along. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? Ghost. Could be. I mean, could be a plausible thing. But then, uh, no, I'm going to say no, because why would the dogs freak out in the beginning? I mean... Uh, dogs do not like ghosts. True. I guess if it's just a repeat thing, I don't know. They definitely sensed it. But 
you would think that would be a recurring thing, maybe, perhaps, but I don't know. Mm. Walking, squids, or octopus. Now, this could be something. So there are some people that speculate that this may be uh, some kind of cephalopod that is curling its four or its eight tentacles into two legs and kind of walking. That's why it's fleshy. It's it, or it could even be wrapping around a stick to help use it as a, a bone, Ooh. basically. So that's why it's weird. I don't know about this. I don't think this is what it is, but this is an organic explanation. It could be an upper atmospheric creature that got knocked down. There we go. I don't think so, but sure. It got knocked down, and it is literally walking? just it can't go back up yet. So I'm just living here. So he's just cruising like, down the street. All right, M4. Yep, and he's just all they can. They can barely. They can't support their weight, but they baby can jellyfish float a little bit. You know, yeah, I get you. Kind of hovering, just barely skimming across. Like a balloon across. with that little rock tied to it. Yeah, just skimming across the bottom of the ground. Except the one that ran across in Ohio. Okay, that's the only outlier on that. That I don't think is a squid or a cephalopod or anything like that. But Here the first is, one could be. So you think yeah, maybe the the classic, more classic Fresno night crawlers. Yeah. Because the Carmel Ohio's doesn't look very classic. It's very muscular. Yeah, that one's very different. It's like a rake with no arms. Could be a white thing. What do you think? Could be. Could be what they actually look like when yeah. they come all the way through. Ooh, okay. But yeah, I, the first one, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule that out because you just don't know what's up there. You don't know what could get knocked down. Here's what they really are, though. Okay. I've known this for a while. Mm. So going back to season one, a really, really early episode, we talked about oil pit squids. Yes, we did. Ligakeet worms that will bind themselves together to form complex bodies and move as one as a defense mechanism. Now, what do these creatures have in our... So these creatures have very much benefited from human interaction. Uh, They love our environments. They do a lot better. So what have they been evolving right underneath our feet and our sewer system, stuff like that? They're watching. And they may be emulating us or emulating birds or rodents or whatever. Or they, they eat our poop and they get the DNA knowledge. There you go. But no, that they're wrapping around sticks. and co- So they will incorporate hard structures into their defensive balls. So what if they figured out how to move better? Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. We're literally seeing these big fleshy bags of hundreds of millions of these little micro worms. Just scoop And they across. may be creating a membrane on the outside to preserve moisture while they're walking. And that's that flesh. That's that, that flappiness in the wind. Yeah. Now, imagine if that is true. Like, all this is, like, 100% the explanations for them. How freaking creepy is that, that something's, like, taking a human-ish form and walking upright? Is that creepier than any of the others? A little bit, because these things are, are here, living. It's like... But, yeah, you could take a match and kill them. Yeah, yeah, but it's the thought that they they know, like, to emulate that. That's creepy. Like, oh, let's walk bipedal like humans, because we like them. Well, no, they don't. I don't think they have that kind of thought. I think they they're basically moving sticks. Hmm. Okay. Uh, cryptids we'll cover in the future. I think may fall in the same group, like the Milford shrooms and some other things. Hmm. That these weird kind of whitish gray, baggy like crypt flesh fleshy bag cryptids. Yeah, that's what we're going to categorize them under the fleshy bag cryptids. Yeah, but I think that I don't know. I really this is a weird one. But they they do this structure. They actually form these little polyps that look like eyes. Uh, so some people used to think they were these brains with eyes in the sewer, and it's actually these—they look like human brains when they're in their, their ball, and they look—they develop these like little like pockets that look like eyes. Hmm. So they're disgusting. What are they called? Lickakeet. Lickakeet is the family group. They're sewer worms. Sewer worms. Uh, I used to raise some. Remember, I feed them paper towels. Oh, okay. Ugh. And they stink. You think the sewer stinks because of poop? No, it stinks because of these worms. I believe it. I mean, just sewer worms named alone sounds like it stinks. Mm-hmm. They like toilet paper. Mm, paper interesting. towels. Interesting. Just plain old ones, not used? They don't care. Oh, okay. They'll eat you if you're still enough. Yeah, I, be- I believe it. So you don't want one of these uh, collapsing on top of you? No. <laughs> no. Ew. You better roll around in the fire or, like, bleach. So they, they would burn like a gambaroo? Whatever yes. the thing is called. Yeah. Check out YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Throwback, callback, whatever it is. That's what I have for the Fresno Nightcrawler. So what do you think? Did you learn anything? Oh, for sure. I didn't. Yeah. Um. I definitely did. There's a lot more to it, even though it's just that one. 
There's dozens Early more sto- story, uh, yeah. yeah, that we didn't cover. Hmm. And I didn't. I kind of skipped over the main story because it's been beat to death. Right. Yeah. It just retreaded ground. Beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the explanations were a better thing to spend because we spent about half the episode just on explanations. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I can grasp the squid theory. Hmm. I could. I could fall for that. I could also fall for the. What was the one we said before that that I liked? The Aborigines. Well, that one for sure. That one. That's the one I'm leaning towards most. Like that ghost spirit type. Uh, creature like a like a forest oh gosh i just uh, said elemental it. elemental yeah yeah maybe i mean that's that's up there with worms for me okay that's saying something mm-hmm. <laughs> the worm thing i it's actually a deer and we're stupid for thinking yeah it's not yeah a deer. yeah who the hell go. would describe that thing as a deer uh uh probably an educated biologist that got yeah. a degree it probably went to hawking yes i mean he probably paid a lot of money for his degree so he's never wrong is that, is that how they think? I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know either. All right. Well, that's been the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it at home. Except you, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I, just kidding. I've been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been just Jay. Remember, check out Facebook, Instagram, Patreon if you like it. We're getting more and more members in there all the time. All kinds of fun stuff going on there. And cryptosofthecorn.com. Yep. Uh, the website, I'm going to try to get the store going live after January 1st. Uh, We will see, though. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Bye. Bye. Stay magical. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.